Hello and welcome to the Power Switch, gaming's call-in talk radio show. My name is Peter Spasia, and today is June 12th, 2017. It's the third day of E3 2017 press conferences, coming off the heels of Sony with the PlayStation Media Showcase at E3 2017. Joined by Scott White from DashingNerds.com. Thank hey, you again for, for joining me here of for this, this conference here. Uh, a lot of people looking forward to Sony. And I, I'm seeing some early mixed reactions mm-hmm. about the conference. But before we go to the callers at rhymeswithasia.com slash call on our Discord server where you can call in and participate, uh, we're going to talk about kind of breaking down the different things that were announced during the PlayStation Media Showcase and then kind of give our grades before we throw it over to you, the callers. So, Scott, let's let's begin. Yeah. Um, kick things off. Again, I, I like the presentation of opening with live music. I think, you know, it was it was definitely a little more epic in scale mm-hmm. and duration last year, but, you know, this had a nice feel to it, setting the the Asian, in, right. uh, Indian sort of flair, and, you know, pretty early you can kind of tell mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, but you were kind of saying it would be interesting if it were, like, somehow a Prince of Persia. Like just yeah. coming on Noah. I'm like, how how would Ubisoft not have that pull? Well, we'll see about uh, you know third parties not having pull for certain. Well, and you also have later, to remember, but... even before that, you did have that hour long uh, showcase prior to mm-hmm. the conference proper, where they did announce a bunch of things like the NAC two release date, hidden hidden agenda, and the PlayLink stuff, GT Sport, things along those lines. And what you say is, was the biggest announcement of their whole thing was even before the. Uh-huh. conference proper i guess really started i kind of want to save that for the end a little bit because i think it, it kind of will frame it in a way that i think their best announcement so far came outside of the conference and looking at it how it just happened right before i'm like well if that's outside of the conference mm-hmm. how you know what is the actual conference like we'll we'll get to that though because mm-hmm. uh, that's that was shocking really but yes, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, uh, Naughty Dog is amazing. I, they're one of my favorite developers. August 22nd for that game. Horizon Zero Dawn does have DLC called The Frozen Wilds that is coming in 2017. Mm-hmm. Got an extended look at Days Gone, and uh, you know, that's that seems to be coming together. I didn't see a release date for no, that, I though. No, didn't, didn't. I don't believe they even gave a window for that one. But it seems like that's, that's coming together, showing mm-hmm. some promise. If you like the... The zombie game, I mean, it, I don't think I'll necessarily mm-hmm. play that one, but it looks like it's coming together, especially for a team that, you know, their their last game was Uncharted Golden Abyss on PlayStation right. Beat. I mean, what a jump, mm-hmm. you know, from, from overall game production there. Uh, Sean Layden comes out, talks a bit, and then shows Monster Hunter World. So, yes, it is indeed yeah. confirmed. Uh, the, the Monster Hunter 5, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, Sony has, has paid money to get especially that Japanese audience poll right. to get Monster Hunter open world. Uh, some say, you know, just from the mm-hmm. early rumors that, you know, maybe it's kind of a, a not dumbed down necessarily, but just kind of, uh, I don't even know the proper I, term for it, compared to, like, the 3DS. Yeah, you know, we'll have to Hunters. wait and see. I mean, they didn't really show any gameplay. I imagine tomorrow when they do their little developer Coliseum showcase, um, they have... Uh, Monster Hunter ending the day, so mm, I imagine okay. we'll get some more info and maybe some gameplay there. Fair enough, but yeah, that could be certainly worth yeah. some discussion. Like that, that is confirmed. Sony has a Monster Hunter game once again. So yeah, on console, getting it on console, and that's that's certainly big. Blue Point is you know Blue Point's work is amazing if you've played Uncharted: The Nathan Drake Collection. I mean, mm-hmm. to really retouch up those games and kind of make them a synonymous mm-hmm. style. But we were seeing uh, certain trademarks being kind of revitalized, as mm-hmm. is seems to be the norm for the last couple of years for Sony. And if you were kind of spying NeoGAF a bit there and mm-hmm. you found that link, you saw Shadow of the Colossus in there. And it's like, well, okay, yeah. fine, whatever. You see Blue Point pop up, you see Studio Japan. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is Shadow... They're yeah. remaking yeah. Shadow yeah, of the Colossus. Looked- very very pretty i am very excited for that it doesn't look like a simple just up res textures or yeah, anything like that it looks like a a full remake it's, it's based blue point work it's it looks super on point that's coming 2018 yes uh big trailer for marvel vs. capcom infinite september 19th they say story demo download today yeah I'm, i wish they gave a little more information that would be 
interesting to see what that actually is. If that actually has any gameplay, or are we just watching, you know, cutscenes of? If it's of a the demo, story? I imagine we'll get a couple like early levels or intro stuff. Yeah, or um, you know, a couple characters at least for some. Well, that trailer right there, I feel, gave away most, if not all, of the. Um, which call it the casting? The cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you're looking at you know roster leaks and things like mm-hmm. that, there's there's still more characters if that's all to be believed. But uh, definitely covered a lot of them. But yeah, still that. Uh, obviously, we're going to see Call of Duty World War Two. Mm-hmm. Interesting trailer. Uh, yeah. You know, November third. Then we get into VR. More than one VR game, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> let's let's put it out that way. How do you start with Skyrim VR? And Bethesda passed on that? Like, Bethesda's midnight Eastern Time showcase yesterday yeah. that was so that that felt so quick yeah. and felt lacking. I mean, is is that only PlayStation VR exclusive? Is it that might gonna, be timed I mean, for PlayStation VR. Yeah, maybe. I, it's so possible. That's, that's crazy. But it, I guess it you know kind of gives credence to the meme that's going around of... Skyrim oh, yeah, will never die. Yeah, it's it's you know twenty sixty two and Skyrim <laughs> is coming out for PlayStation eight. Like yeah, fair enough. Okay, uh, lots of other uh, VR games here. Star Child, which was like a platformer, a little bit it with, interesting. with big robots. Uh, you had the Inpatient, which kind of had like an Outlast sort of yeah. feel, kind of this this doctor you know mm-hmm. mad scientist from face. Uh, an like insane a, asylum yep, kind of yep. vibe. Uh, probably my least favorite announcement of the show. I did not care to see Monster of the Deep Final Fantasy. 15. Yeah, that was incredibly random and uh, okay. I mean, when they're talking about like the you know ep- the prompto stuff from last year, and it's like, well, no, the best now we can do is fishing. I I don't need. I never, yeah. I did not do any of the fishing when I played Final Fantasy 15. I don't need to play a VR game that's only fishing. What I what. Did kind of intrigue me more than the thing itself is the logo for Final Fantasy Fifteen Universe. Yeah, yeah. That it was under, and I was like, hmm. That that is interesting. What and uh, what you gonna do with the with that there the logo Square? You see huh? what Square's cooking up on their live streams throughout E three. Yeah. That's for sure, and that's coming uh, September twenty seventeen. Uh, Bravo Team, like the Impatient, was another one mm-hmm. of those trademarks that popped up. So that's. You've got to find more uses for that Farpoint gun peripheral. Mm-hmm. So that that makes sense. Which I hear is actually a pretty good peripheral. Yeah. yeah. Although Bravo Team looks a little undercooked. I'm yeah, sure it's it, early, it looks but pretty it's fine. Indie-ish. Uh, Moss is this game with a little you know character. You're like a spirit, and you're helping a, like a mouse warrior. Yeah. It actually looked kind of interesting to me. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of um, like the Mouse Warrior thing kind of reminded me of the Redwall series and mm, yeah, um, yeah. the spirit and having to control things in the environment to help the creature progress and everything reminded me of Murray from Rayman where you yeah, could yeah. control him and help uh, go through the level. Yeah, that's, that, a fair, that's a fair comparison that I'd of. say. Yeah. Uh, but that did it for your PSVR mm-hmm. and so I mean it's good to see that Sony is you know making more mm-hmm. VR games but Nothing totally really stood out to me, right. except, I mean, except Skyrim. Like it's, yeah, it is a, you know a substantial mm-hmm. game. It kind of goes in hand with that you know Doom and Fallout Four mm-hmm. and another Bethesda property being yeah. moved over to VR. But it's the same problem with Fallout. It's like, you know, how will the movement work? Is it just mm-hmm. you know you're holding a controller like no move? But then like how is the motion controlling with the the shield and the sword? It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how that's actually mapped out. On a controller, and which controllers they're using. Then we've got God of War, uh, early 2018. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice big beefy segment of the game. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing that mm-hmm. personally. Like and uh, yeah, so no 2017 there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it makes sense, you know. It looks give- much more interesting to me than the other God of War games, which had fun combat and everything. But I just got so sick of one note Kratos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who seems to have much more? To seem he seems to be a much com- more complex character in this one. Well, that's always nice, you know, which is fine. Gotta gotta accept good writing there. Uh, Detroit Become Human had a longer mm-hmm. showcase than I thought it would. Um, and again, like another game I'm personally looking forward <laughs> to a lot. Uh, interesting for us, you know, living in Michigan to kind of mm-hmm. see Detroit with the spotlight, and then we're joking like, oh yeah, looting okay, in Detroit, looting yeah. and rioting. Oh, that's, that's almost fitting. Sure, fine, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, that was, it was very similar to the style of thing they did for their trailer last year. Yeah, 
uh, different character they followed this time, but it was very similar in the style where they showed like the branching paths towards mm-hmm. the end and that you had so many choices. And you, they've mentioned that they have multiple protagonists, and mm-hmm. I, I wonder how they're going to kind of weave that storytelling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, was Connor, uh, was the one last year. This is now Marcus. Mm-hmm. And uh, you still have Wakara, the original sort of mm-hmm. uh, girl from the first trailer. So. I'm sure there's more to still show again. No date on that right. one, so it's it's probably still quite a ways off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, probably late 2018 at best. Um, but you know, still looking pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Destiny two, okay, yeah, another trailer. I mean, yeah. they showed so much Destiny at the Destiny mm-hmm. two event. Plus, so Destiny two looks a lot like Destiny one. Mm-hmm. So, right, right. They did go into the PlayStation exclusive content that will be exclusive sure. to PlayStation yeah. for the first year or so. The, yeah. the strikes and skins and the maps and stuff like that. So and that makes sense. You know, you got to have mm-hmm. something to, to try to pull the audience that yeah. way. And then Spider-Man. You wrap with Spider-Man. Uh, you know, two thoughts. First, I was thinking, like, don't wrap now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the pacing of the show, mm-hmm. but as a result, like, it was only an hour long. Well, I think they're taking into account, you also had that hour beforehand. Uh, you, you have I, to, I think you, you can. Think so. Yeah. I still think of the whole, like, yes, the main, like, onstage portion was only an hour, but you had the entire hour before that they were also announcing things, they were showing things, doing things along those lines, so I really think you have to take it as a whole, and then you do get a full two-hour experience. Fair enough, but I'm still going to grade it on this hour, because, I mean, I wonder for people in the theater, like, you're, you're talking about, like, the traditional E3 conference, and... Mm-hmm. Like yeah, for people in the theater, for it just to be an hour, I think that's that's a little disappointing. They don't mm-hmm. they don't need to be sitting in a theater and then you know Sid Schumann and Ryan Clements are sitting at a desk, you know, mm-hmm. throwing to packages. And you watch the beginning of that first hour, like they were missing you know the throws to packages, like it mm-hmm. was not polished and tight. Uh, let's talk Spider Man though, like the best demo I've seen. It was at E3. beautiful. Uh, it was, and I know people are like, oh, quick time events. Oh, I was like, I'm sorry, they. You still get a lot of the fun combat. You still get the web slinging. You still get that. I don't mind doing those set pieces, having mm-hmm. some interaction with the quick time events. Yeah, uh, I would rather so have good. some quick time events in those mm-hmm. for some engagement than to just see it happen exactly. in front yeah. of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know when you're moving about the world in such mm-hmm. a complex way, you're not going to have total full control. Like it, right. it's just not possible. Right. Uh, like, there's like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna press a certain button to do the running mm-hmm. on the wall as you're slinging through New York, which looks right. Great. It looks it looks gorgeous. awesome. Um, no, I I was really really super excited by that, and that that really held up well. Spider Man mm-hmm. or Marvel Spider Man yeah. as the final name, 2018, pretty expected there. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't gonna make this year for sure. Mm-hmm. That was the conference. I want to get back to what I thought was the biggest announcement that Sony has made, and that's Undertale. Undertale, a game two years ago that people could have sworn up and down that was going to stay on PC because of the things it does with the save file, and, oh, it's so meta in that way. Mm -hmm. PlayStation 4 and Vita? Get out of here. Like, how... I mean, you can talk about that first hour and the things that they showed. I mean, yeah, the uh, the play link looks really interesting. I like the idea mm-hmm. of bringing more games for multiplayer. Everyone has a phone. Control through the phone. Until Dawn developers with a new game uh, with Hidden Agenda. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, that's that's awesome. But Undertale is just one of those... I, I, I wish I had Twitter by me to see mm-hmm. that light up as that mm-hmm. announcement goes through. To have Undertale on Vita... That's going to be amazing. I, I really cannot wait for that. Yeah, and I guess, like, I understand. Why. Maybe it's because I haven't played Undertale yet, but I understand why they did. They probably didn't gauge properly, or they didn't think it was as big of a deal as I think a lot of people will make it to be to announce Undertale for PS4 and Vita. I think that's why they had it in the before show hmm. instead of. Or including it in with the newer titles and things like that in their main show. I think it would have been interesting to go and you know when you look at mm-hmm. past uh, E3 segments to like missing the indie segment, and I guess that's yeah. what you're saying when it goes like before the show. Mm-hmm. I guess that was kind of missing, and maybe that could have benefited. Yeah, they from didn't that. have really an indie presence this mm-hmm. time around, where I think Undertale would have really fit in well. I don't know in the the main conference, the 60 minutes. 
I don't know a spot where it would have fit. Mm. Just in terms of flow and everything. Yeah. I mean, and granted, I like how it flowed between, mm-hmm. you know, the, the PS4 games to the VR mm-hmm. and back to PS4. I think it was an elegant way to have those yeah. little transitions. Sure, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there, there's lots to talk about, I'm sure, and I'd, I'd like mm-hmm. to get to the callers. But before we do, what are what's your grade for? Let's let's say that one hour, the, you know, the 9 p.m. Eastern time. Just for that single hour, B, B minus. I would say if, if I'm just including that that uh, 60 minute period, just because a lot of it was things we already had seen, Shadow of the Colossus, that was very cool. It had I not, or had they not shown the um, the renew or the Shadow of the Colossus things on NeoGaf, the copyright, that would have made it a bit more of a surprise if I hadn't seen that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a cool surprise. Um, Monster Hunter being confirmed, that's a big surprise. I, me and my couple of my friends have played the other, like, we played them on PSP. That's a very fun game. I'm excited that that's being released, that that's coming out. Um, the random announcement that the story demo for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite's pretty cool. Wasn't expecting that. VR Skyrim, wasn't expecting that. Spider-Man still looks fantastic. Um, but there wasn't any... A, lo- a lot of known known quantities here Mm. um some very cool games and everything but it definitely looks interesting so i would say b b minus if i'm just giving it for that for the single 60 minutes i would up it to about a b plus um if i included it in the entire if i included the first hour before the show i think it's fair enough Uh, i'll go b Mm minus for just the hour for a lot of the same reasons i think i enjoyed personally a lot of what i saw oh in the one hour uh, I was just a little, you know, puzzled that it was only going to be an hour because of that pace. And like, you have plenty to show. There is, there's so much that mm-hmm. you could show, and I don't know why they thought with the excellent pacing and the, mm-hmm. you know, just one after the other. Like, like that's that's how you should do. I right. Think. I do. I will definitely give Sony yeah. credit. They did. I love the just little bit of talk here and like a few big trailers. He comes out and talks and then goes away again. I thought they did a very good job with their pacing. You have time throughout the week to show these longer demos and the devs talking if people really want to search mm-hmm. that out and like it's you know to whet the appetite with the trailer. So I, I really liked that. Uh, but as you mentioned, like you know, showing a lot of you know what you showed the mm-hmm. if you showed last year with the games are in the future. Mm-hmm. I agree, revisit them. You know, show more. I, I think that mm-hmm. was done well. I'm curious where Sucker Punch's game was, to be honest. And yeah. that would have been something to say, and here's something new from mm-hmm. First Party. Right. Now, granted, you look at the First Party situation compared to Microsoft, like if you're looking at that for the competition's mm-hmm. sake, it's no comparison. You start right off with Uncharted and Horizon Zero Dawn, and like, mm-hmm. it's almost like, you know, just those two right off the bat, that's, mm-hmm. and, it's like, and that's, you know, separate DLC levels, and that's, you know, First Party. You go, Days Gone, um, yeah, I mean, then your big ones at the end. The right. first party is strong, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's even not including you know things like Death Stranding and right. whatever Sucker Punch's game is. Um, overall, I, I, the PlayStation VR stuff, I, I liked seeing that they're mm-hmm. continuing to support it in a way, but not much caught my attention. And maybe that's a good thing right. I don't have a PSVR myself. Um, I, I think I was just miffed that. You know, as awesome as I was just sold on the presentation and I liked the games mm-hmm. I saw a lot, but the hour really puzzled me. And then, yeah, for, for seeing something as awesome as mm-hmm. the Undertale announcement, not to include that in the show, I think it warped expectations a little bit. Right. And I think we're also a bit spoiled just because Sony has had such mind blowing oh, dream yeah. years the past sure. two or three years. For sure. So I think also, had we not come off, come off of last year with. Uh, all those craziness and the year before um, I think that hurt this year but you can't have god years every single for year sure, for sure so. I, I will say yeah, Microsoft had a better oh, yeah. you know, show this year mm-hmm. plain and simple I mean you know, hardware helps but you know, longer time more games and that's not including the, the right. montage but still Nintendo tomorrow we'll right. see what can be done in 25 minutes there because that's going to be mm-hmm. even more compressed time but at least we know that going into it when we come back, we'll get to you, the callers. Now, what do you have to think? There's lots to talk about for Sony at E3 2017, but you can talk about anything there or even comment on what another caller had to say as well. That's all when we come back here on the Power Switch. 
Welcome back to the Power Switch. Our E3 yes or no questions for Sony. Uh, we had 10 of them. So I wanted to kind of run through them very quickly, see where we stand currently, because some talked about during the conference, but some were, you know, by the end of E3, could this happen? I want to kind of run through these mm. and with you and see where we currently stand. Again, may change by the end of E3 for some of them. So let's start. A new PlayStation hardware announced, either console, handheld, or VR. Did not happen, at least as far as we know. I think that would be in the conference if it would have happened. So that would be a no. God of War commits to a 2017 release? No, early 2018. Spider-Man gameplay footage is shown. Absolutely. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two had a trailer or demo shown during the conference. No. All of you put yes. Come on, guys. No, too soon <laughs> after PSX. Uh, there, that's a long way to go on that game. I don't even know if... Next year's PSX will have anything, but we'll see at that point. But no on Last of Us Part 2. Sucker Punch reveals their PS4 game. I thought this was a sure thing. No. But PSX. What PSX. So, there you go. PSX. If it's not at PSX, something's wrong. December but what do 5th, I know? December 9th. <laughs> Whatever, or whenever that is, yeah. Uh, more than one PlayStation VR game, not an add-on experience, gets a trailer during the conference. Yes, a lot. Um, Double team. If you want to count Skyrim, that would be <laughs> six. <laughs> no, I don't. You know, I don't count Final Fantasy. So four, four, four games I'd count, and definitely more than one. So yes, there. Uh, Bloodborne Two is announced. No, nothing. A lot from of people, a lot of people thought something from From would be a, a sure thing, and that is not the case. Red Dead Redemption Two has a trailer or demo shown during the conference. No. Rockstar will do their own thing. A new celebrity is confirmed to appear in Death Stranding. Well, if Death Stranding is not at the show beforehand, that kind of says no. <laughs> Sorry, Emma Stone. Not yet, anyway. Uh, and use the phrase U.S. dollars. Sean Layden didn't talk much, did not say U.S. Nothing dollars. Nothing pricing, so, period. So, no. Hopefully you did well. We'll see how everything shakes out at the end. But right now, let's get to the callers and see what you have to say about Sony at E3 2017. Joining us from North Carolina, Damone, welcome back to the Power Switch. Uh, hello, I feel welcome. Thank you. Yes, Thank you for yes. having me. Been joining us mm -hmm. for these uh, these E3 episodes. Good to have you here. Uh, what is on your mind with Sony at E3? So, I guess what might be on my mind is a little offbeat. I thought the, the, the uh, conference was okay, but um, my thing is the, uh, the third parties that... Uh, presented their games uh, at Sony's conference um, actually made me like some of their other projects less because of it. Now, uh, uh, let, let me explain. Um, so we got a new Monster Hunter announced for PS4, and uh, as uh, Dashing Nerds Greg insists that we know it is not exclusive to the PS4. Right, um, it's early for uh, Xbox One and PS4 early 2018 and then later on for PC as well. PC, right. interesting. Good good on PC for getting Monster Hunter. Yeah, and you know, as an Xbox owner, that's great. But um, Capcom recently announced Monster Hunter Double Cross for the Switch. And now I compare the two games and I'm like, there's absolutely no reason for me to buy a Double Cross for the Switch. I should just get this version because it's, you know, brighter, prettier, it looks great. Um, I was just end up kind of spending $120 on nearly the same game twice. I know it won't exa be exactly the same, but um, you know, if I have to pick one, I'm going to pick the uh, not handheld port, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, uh, I can kind of see that. It's judging based on the rumors which seem to be you know, pretty spot on when they're talking about like, oh, Sony's going to get Monster Hunter. It's going to be mm. this, it's going to be that. They're saying that, you know, the ones on, on Switch uh, would be a lot more hardcore Monster Hunter focused, whereas this is more mm -hmm. trying to open up and expand the audience. So I guess it depends on what you want in a Monster Hunter game. I get, you know, wanting the better right. graphics, the open world and all that. Um, but if you're a, you know, traditional Monster Hunter player, I think you may want that plus the portability. And like, it's always mm -hmm. the Switch's... You know, selling factor is the portability. Yeah, I think it's going to be very different experiences. I think it'll be much faster and more uh, action, like maybe more hack and slash or more action RPG ish mm -hmm. on the whole in Monster Hunter World. While with 
the Monster Hunter on Switch or Nintendo platforms, it'll be more of the planning and stuff. This is all speculation. Mm-hmm. I have no reason or I have nothing to back this up right now, but um, I could see something more along those lines. And although this is you know a big you know, trying to get the Japanese audience, you know, on console, mm-hmm. trying to buy console, uh, yeah, I wonder if you know your perspective is kind of what maybe the Western audience who wants to give Monster Hunter a try would see. Like, they like the better graphics. Right. They like the open world. That's kind of playing a little more to Western game design mm-hmm. sensibilities. And plus, Monster Hunter has been on console out in Japan. There has been for a number of years. Uh, but it was more like MMOs. Mm-hmm. More of like a massive multiplayer paid subscription kind of service that they've had out in Japan. And those have been on consoles, both Xbox 360, PC, and PlayStation 3, I believe. Hmm. So those have been out. They just, just never came out over here. It wasn't just Monster Hunter for me, too, though. As as uh, I guess, even though there's, there's that separation there, it was also saying, for example, uh, Elder Scrolls VR. Just when I started, kind of being high on Elder Scrolls Switch, and now Elder Scrolls with VR, which I guess you can get past uh, motion sickness in the VR version. It's kind of a bit more of an appealing package to me personally because um, I think I would rather play the VR version of a good game than the uh, mobile, not as technologically impressive. Because I think uh, I think the Switch version is like halfway between the remastered and original version. It's not fully what it was on uh, PS4 and Xbox One, but not not like as it was originally released. So. And, and the um, VR version has the same motion controls, essentially. And, of course, with uh, Destiny 2, um, I don't have a PlayStation 4 as of yet. So that means when I get... I've pre-ordered Destiny 2 on the Xbox, and I'm going to get a package that has less content in it. Some more of it may come later, but, you know, there's actually still some content on PS4, Destiny 1 that just kind of never made it over. I guess it's generally good to show that the games themselves don't look half bad, but it kind of makes me sort of lukewarm on things that I was excited for that were unrelated. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I mean, as far as the you know, the Destiny 2 and you know keeping the DLC and whatever kind of timed mm-hmm. exclusive, it, it does feel like a, you know, are, aren't we past this point by now? Like, it feels like almost an antiquated practice just to try to, you know, kind of get mm. that. That's kind of sold. So I, I kind of agree with you. Like that's, it feels like an outdated practice, although a very transparent one. Uh, as far as Skyrim, though, like, yeah, how has Skyrim shown up twice in separate conferences? I, I know, personally, I agree with you. If I were to pick between the two, I'd, as someone who did not play much of Skyrim originally, mm-hmm. uh, I would prefer to play it in VR compared to Switch. Uh, you know, that's just mm-hmm. that's just me personally, but. Uh, yeah, I, I get you know why Bethesda may have not wanted to have it show up twice, but it could have just been in like a Skyrim block. Be like, here's stuff mm-hmm. on Switch, and it's also coming for PSVR. Like you didn't have to necessarily right. separate it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it is odd to see you know the, some of the third parties play those games. Uh, you know, in a way, I'm I'm glad. Oh, another one. Uh, here's another yes or no question as far as the uh, you know Call of Duty and Destiny. You know, having both demos in mm-hmm. a conference like both trailers yeah I, i'm i'm kind of glad because you know that didn't would have been like overkill on the mm-hmm. the first person shooter sort of right. had long demos right. and all that so mm-hmm. um yeah i so i kind of I, I get what you're saying um especially yeah with the with the destiny ps4 like you know, come play first the best place to play is on ps4 like, yeah microsoft has done this with full games yeah. I mean, yeah. they had Tomb Raider for an entire year, at mm-hmm. least. Sure. Like, in terms of Destiny and things like this, this is just, like, skins and things. It's nothing huge or major. It's not an entire title. Same thing with, they did it, they had it with, like, the Dead Rising, some of the Dead Rising games and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there are worse offenders of it. Mm-hmm. But I do agree it is an antiquated practice. It's just something interesting to think about how third parties represent themselves in E3 conferences, and that's that's good to think about. So, Damone, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Thank you for calling in. Uh, hope you have a great rest of the E3, and really appreciate your time. I mean, it's only one more to go. And yeah, we're at Nintendo tomorrow, and yeah. we'll we'll be good to go. Thanks again, man. Thank you. Joining us from New Jersey, Matt. Welcome back to the Power Switch. 
Hey. Hey, hey. Yo. Sony, E3. Your Man, what kind, of, what kind of world are we living in where Ubisoft has a better conference than Sony? I mean, maybe it was the absence of Aisha Tyler. I mean, I don't want to believe <laughs> that because I missed Aisha Tyler this year, but maybe it was that. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out a real quick hot take. I hate the way that Sony structures their conference because really? it's trailer after trailer after trailer. I can watch trailers on YouTube anytime. I want to see developers come on stage, talk about their game, show their passion for the game, and go in depth into like how it works. And Sony I doesn't want do that, that at all. Out of the conference, though, let them have their own like soapbox or like Jeff Keighley shows. See, I like what Jeff Keighley's doing on YouTube, and yeah, he's mm -hmm. having the developers come by. You, you see him talk to Cliffy B for Lawbreakers and. There's there's you know great energy there and he's really going in depth and showing you know exclusive things there. Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with you. I I like that outside of the conference. Um, I think it, I wonder if you know the the Sony theater sort mm -hmm. of thing around the country if that plays to showing trailer after trailer. It's almost like you know movie previews. Mm -hmm. uh, the trailers there. Um, I, it may be a, a personal take. I mean I I personally am a big fan because I worry about getting on stage and the dragging aspect mm -hmm. um i i totally do want to see the uh, the passion from developers i just i think we can get the best of both worlds mm -hmm. um, but so the, the specifically what i wanted to talk about uh is in regards to the spider-man game everyone's giving it a hard time because of the quick time events and all that i'm not so worried about that i'm i'm worried about one specific thing about it which was literally 10 seconds of gameplay that might have been the most important 10 seconds of the whole presentation the best spider-man game completely uncontested there's no question is spider-man 2 uh for gamecube playstation 2 and i think it was on xbox as well right and the reason that it was the best one even though the, the story's kind of weird the combat's wonky the best one it's the best one because of the web slinging the web slinging in Spider-Man 2 is perfect. It anchors onto buildings and it goes exactly the right speed. It feels like you are really web slinging through New York City and they got it down so perfect and no Spider-Man game since has done it. And seeing Insomniac Spider-Man in the conference today, a lot of cool stuff was going on. Uh, I know Zero is going to come on and talk about that in a, couple, in a couple minutes. He can tell you everything that was really, really great about it. But what I saw, what I focused on the most was those 10 seconds of web slinging. And they got the anchoring right. It connects to buildings. But what they didn't get is that the weight of Spider-Man in the swing seems really wrong. Hmm. It, seem, it, like, it seems floaty and slow. And... I'm so, so worried that, that, that that's representative of what the web-slinging experience is going to be in this game. Because if they don't nail that perfectly, then the concept of the Spider-Man game has kind of failed. Um, and it's lost it, its best feature. And it's really scaring me. Like, see, It was literally 10, 10 seconds of footage, and it's, it scares me so much. I don't know if this game is going to be the Spider-Man game that I've always wanted anymore. Um, I really hope it is, but... I'm worried. I'm really, really worried. That's really interesting. Uh, Scott, did you play the original you know, Spider-Man 2? Oh, game? yeah. I, it's actually funny. My David Barisha and I, mm -hmm. a friend we went to high school with, we back in high school, that came out and we both really wanted it. So, And our moms were like, no, you can't spend the money. So what we did, because we were super smart, is we split the cost of the game. Of course. Yeah. And we would hand it off to each other to play. And I agree, it was a fantastic <laughs> game. Um, and it did get the web slimming down perfectly i'm not super worried about uh this yet in terms of the new game just because we saw the web slinging in a, a session of the game that was much more like focused or, or very scripted uh, linear a scripted set linear piece. thing yeah. um don't know how the right. exploration in, in the free world is going to be right yeah. plus mm -hmm. you also have to think this is still a year out yeah. So, I mean, in terms of adjusting weights and really nailing in the swinging aspect and the physics of that, I don't want to say it's an easy t fix or tweak, but it's something that they will be tweaking. Yeah. So I'm not worried so much about that quite yet. I think it still looked amazing. I thought the, um, the animations and the combat and everything was so smooth, and it was the best-looking, like, Spider-Man combat 
You were talking about, like, he moves, like, how Spider-Man should move. The acrobatic aspect of his movements and everything were, I thought, handled beautifully. I thought the animation was beautiful. So I agree that nailing the uh, feeling of the web swinging is incredibly important to any good Spider-Man experience. I completely agree with you there, Matt. Um, I'm not too worried about it just yet. And I also didn't see the... um, I'll have to go back and rewatch the footage... But I didn't see that floatiness or the the slowness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I wouldn't worry about it too far until we start seeing it in how it looks in more like later trailers or like release trailers and yeah, yeah. things along those lines. And if anything, it looks a lot better than the infamous you know Spider-Man GIF video, what mm-hmm. have you, of like Spider-Man, come save me, failing the quick time event, yeah. and he splats on his face and the building blows up. Mm-hmm. I mean. It, it's Spider-Man so Three was a dark that, so. time in in the Spider-Man canon. Yeah, <laughs> terrible movie makes a terrible game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope you're right, Scott. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero by mm-hmm. and far. So, having a a truly good Spider-Man game is what I've wanted for for years and years and years. So, Insomniac is a fantastic studio. So I, I have a lot of faith in those guys too that they'll that they'll nail it in the end. But something definitely to keep keep our eyes open for and how good is that game looking on ps4 pro i mean you're talking visually like seeing that on ps4 pro oh, yeah. i mean scorpio of xbox one x gotta get used to that still can talk teraflops all they want but like i'm happy with how a lot of those games are looking on on ps4 pro. i'm happy how it will look on my normal playstation 4 yeah that too, that too. i'm trying to avoid needing to buy a playstation 4 pro I may buy one just so that it doesn't sound like a jet engine's taking off in my living room every time I want to play a game. I, you know, starting Horizon Zero Dawn, I had a lot of just nasty mm-hmm. clicks, like for whatever reason, like in the early cutscenes, it's, it's like, is that train running? Like, mm-hmm. like, no, no, that's just the PS4. Okay, great, running the disc. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you there. Like, if the PS4 goes kaput, like maybe a pros in the future. I don't know. Well, Matt, thanks so much for calling in. Great to hear your uh, your Spider Man hot take, and uh, yeah. we'll hopefully hear from you. I, I didn't. I don't mean for it to be a hot take. Uh, it's it's it's. I'm genuinely very worried because I I more than anything I need that game to be good. It's it's definitely worth discussing. I'll give mm-hmm. you that. Have a great rest of E3. Maybe we'll talk to you tomorrow. Of course, you too. Joining us from Colorado, Zero Ranma. Welcome back to the Power Switch. Hey, it's good to be back. Good to be back, and good to have you. Uh, Sony at E3 2017, what did, what did you have in mind to talk about? Well, between various bad things like horrible Twitch lag, zombies hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> and weird audio mixing, I just, I just want to talk about something positive. So let's talk about Spider-Man. Let's continue talking about yeah. Spider-Man. This has got to be the best Arkham game I've ever seen. Everywhere where I look at this, it just plays like an Arkham game. And that's not a bad thing. Like, mm-hmm. you got swinging from location to location, takedowns that are silent, takedowns that aren't so silent, good fighting combo system. The web swinging is exactly like Batman's grappling hook. This is an Arkham game. It's a lot faster, too. And yeah, when you're seeing, mm-hmm. like, going from, you know, the, the beams and yeah. perching there, like, that was, that was great. And it should be faster, because Spider-Man I'm, is faster. You know? yeah, yeah, that, of course. yeah, that's the thing. Spider-Man is a lot faster than Batman would be. How cool was that moment with the, uh, the trip web? To, you know, oh, yeah. the trip wire <laughs> yeah. there to when pin he against? One of his oh, gadgets. That was so cool. Yeah, so I guess they're definitely going with the more modern Spider-Man with a lot more of the web-based gadgets and Yuri Watanabe, who, I, from what Kirby told me, is, is his current love interest in 616 universe. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. I did not... I just thought that was going to be like, oh, the, the local police captain. Okay, we're throwing love interest in there. That's, that's interesting. Uh, I found it interesting to say, you know, Yuri, and like they're saying like, oh, Yuri, Yuri, Yuri. Like, well, if, you know... I, it's, I gotta kind of bring mm-hmm. in something, and I don't know how I didn't mention it to Matt. Matt always has this thing where, you know, seconds until Yuri Lowenthal, mm-hmm. because Yuri Lowenthal is in so many, he voices so many things, and it's like, well, it was like two seconds to Yuri Lowenthal sighting for this Spider-Man trailer, because uh, he plays the role once again, just like he has had the lead in uh, Sunset Overdrive for Insomniac. So when they kept saying Yuri, and it's like, you, you mean me, uh, so I'm Spider-Man, I'm Yuri, oh, no, wait, that's breaking the fourth <laughs> wall. So and that's Deadpool, 
Right, right. We can't have that. So, no, that's interesting. I did not know that about Miss Watanabe. Yeah, and I guess uh, we're having Miles in the game too, Miles Morales. Who is are we the... really? Oh, yeah. Cool. At the end of the conference, they showed him. Oh. They cut back to the they cut back to the trailer, and then it showed like someone recording the hanging helicopter, and the dude's friends like Miles, come on, and it's Miles Morales. Oh, cool! I didn't catch that. We just thought I just thought it was a funny. Thing, yeah, I just said like it's over. Just, it's over. Maybe we saw a different cut. I don't know. Like, I I or did not see later. that at all. But man, that's awesome. So yeah, that's uh, we'll probably have our little our second Spider-Man coming into things too. That'd be interesting. Multiple oh, playable characters. Spider-Man. Oh god, that'd be so cool. Oh, that'd be ridiculous. Uh, but no, I think it was it was the best demo I've seen so far at mm-hmm. E3. Like that that was it was a very, was awesome. very nice And you know, demo. granted, it's it's set pieces and all that, but mm-hmm. I think they placed it really well as you know the end capper for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my only sad part is that it wasn't a villain I recognized from mm. Spider-Man franchise. Like maybe it's one of the more modern villains that I just don't know about. But if they had shown someone else, like. You know, like show Scorpion or Vulture or right. Venom, God have you. Do you think it's going to be the main villain, though? Uh, who can say? Yeah. I, I hope there's more more of the colorful villain cast of Spider-Man's rogues gallery. It, it wouldn't be a Spider-Man game if he didn't have at least some of them in there. Right, There and there will be. I mean, they have yeah. to have some side missions throughout the city that you have to <laughs> rescue and do things with. Just yeah, he did them. have Grant oh, Kingpin. True. Yeah, he did have Fizz. Yeah, it did, there like, was Kingpin. True. He's got to be a big, the bigger fish there. Well, he was in prison in the right uh, in the right. video, true, so true. it is when he is currently incarcerated. Fair enough. Right. So there, yeah. there's probably going to be like a side story involving him, and who knows? Certainly, a lot of talking points, and you know, definitely things to be excited mm-hmm. over for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Mysterio, honestly, mm. just because from what it sounded like. This guy who was doing all the craziness was um, head of the homeless shelter, or like taking care of the homeless shelter. Maybe Mysterio did something to him, and then someone else gave him like zappy powers. Who knows? Well, it's not Mysterion, whatever the no the South Park. <laughs> no, Mysterio isn't it? Mysterio with I, the I orb think, and I think you're right on the name. It was just yeah. I'm trying to think of the the South Park. Or Mysterion is Kenny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, or yeah. For a bit, it's like maybe that's like their version of Electro or something. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Well, great to have you calling. We. You know, yeah. It's certainly a lot to think about and talk about for Spider-Man. That's for sure. Uh, is oh, there yeah. anything you'd like to plug? Nah, not really. Okay. Good to know. I just wanted to check. We've had a lot of people calling in this E3. Just want to make sure mm-hmm. everyone gets their opportunity to plug different things. Thank you so much. Hopefully, uh, we'll hear from you soon. Have a great rest of your E3. You too. Now it's time to fight the PlayStation Store to get that demo. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Go check out some MVCI. Joining us from Texas, Jesse. Welcome back to the Power Switch. It's good to be back once again. Yes, absolutely. Uh, What would you like to talk about today regarding Sony at E3 2017? Basically, I want to talk about something I previously called milk carton games and what i mean is there were some games that after this conference i feel like belong on the back of a milk carton but where were they where did they go a lot of games were just missing from this one and i guess part of that just comes from the fact that i feel like a sony conference should be 90 minutes i guess they were trying to save time maybe that's better for their budget but i don't know I suppose so, it depends on which games you're thinking of. I mean, if we're talking about games like Death Stranding, if we're talking about games like The Last of Us Part Two, I mean, there's a reason for that. They were shown early, mm-hmm. and now they're in hiding because they need to be worked on. Like, there's there's so much work to be done on those games in particular. But I'm curious which ones you think have been yeah, relegated to milk carton status. Well, I mean, like, yeah, Death Stranding should have been here. I get that they don't have a trailer ready, but I just feel like... I'm just disappointed with that. But where was Final Fantasy VII HD? <laughs> we know it's being worked on. They can't just it's give like Final a Fantasy little... VII won't be shown until maybe next year or the year after. That game That's... is in trouble. I don't I mean, think it's in trouble. I mean, you move it from CyberConnect2, who was apparently working on it, which was an odd developer choice to begin with, and now they say, oh, well, now we're moving development in-house. 
to Square Enix. And when, yeah, throwing out the whole three years or so, mm, that, I'm, I'm worried. I, who honestly thought that Final Fantasy VII would be out this year? I'm sorry. I, I, Not this no. year, but at least, you know, talk about if you're going to break it up into the episodic, you know, three parts, whatever that they're going to try to do with that game. Well, true, but you, it could still be at... Kingdom Hearts had the trailer at the orchestra, mm-hmm. so and they've already said that the next trailer is going to be a month from now in July at yeah. D23. Yeah, with a new world. Right, with a new world, so that was handled already. Um, and honestly, I don't see us seeing or hearing much of Final Fantasy VII until more like Kingdom Hearts Three is kind of past. Maybe. Really, um, that is another game that I was going to mention. Like, why wasn't Kingdom Hearts at this thing? I mean, we ha- have a trailer, clearly. Why was it put out for something that wasn't a E three conference? I agree that there there is a lot that Sony could have shown. And especially when you have lots of people gathered in theaters or people watching online and you're having the pacing of mm-hmm. back to back to back. Yeah, it an hour felt short. It, it went did. it went by very quickly because of you're just keeping on seeing things. But yeah, there is so much to show. I would have been fine seeing that Kingdom Hearts trailer again. Um and they we also have to remember, to Square again. has their own thing. Like, they'll do their own little talk and everything, and Nomura's there. So even if they're not necessarily at Sony's conference, because neither one of those games are Sony-exclusive, might remember, that doesn't mean we won't right. hear anything about it. It just mm. means it wasn't at this specific conference. Mm. Square yeah, and Nomura is going to be at the Coliseum meeting with Jeff Keighley one day this week, so it will probably be brought up there. Square will probably be doing a com- not a full conference or something, but they'll be having a talk or a developer talk or later in the week themselves and showing off stuff. So I just because it wasn't at Sony's conference, I wouldn't start worrying too much. I didn't mean milk boxes and like oh this game is paid for. I meant milk carton as in like, have you seen this game? This game was supposed to be here. It's not here. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. It's... I'm mostly teasing. Like, I'm sure these games are doing fine. It's just, why wasn't it there? Why do you have Mac 2 and Gran Turismo Sport before the conference? I wasn't told that we were going to be watching at 8. I was told that we were going to be watching at 9. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point. I mean, it would have been interesting to see things like even this mm-hmm. I, this new this new PlayLink idea. I, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. And yeah, Gran Turismo Sport, I mean... It's going to sell so many units. Like, it's a huge franchise. I mean, what, GT5 was the top-selling game on PlayStation 3 Lifetime. Uh, so, really? like, that's going, to be, that's going to be really big. So, I'm surprised, like, yeah, that wasn't in the conference itself. All in all, it's not a huge deal. It's just that this was the point when everyone was watching. I felt like they should have put more stuff there and less stuff elsewhere. Moving on, though, does anyone else feel like uh, these conferences are starting to feel more like Nintendo Direct's? Because there was so little talking with this one, and then you had the Bethesda conference, which was basically just a one long video. I'm wondering if we're going to start to see some of these uh, big press conferences get phased out for more uh, video presentations in the future. Yeah, I, I wonder where you know the benefit is when you have like the live presentation with Sony, and I'll, I'll give them that. Like as weird as the upside down hanging zombie was, I bet for those. In the audience, like that's a pretty cool mm-hmm. moment. Or you had the fire coming up, the, the pyrotechnics. There, there's, there's some theatricality to it. There's some pageantry to it. Uh, but as far as the structure goes, yeah, like it, that was almost, yeah, like a pre-recorded thing of how you're just cycling in videos. You have an easy beginning and ending mm-hmm. for for Sean Layden to do. Nintendo Directy. Yeah, very much. So. I, you know, like like I Jesse like said. The- I feel like the funniest shit all day was uh, just that screen just coming in from the right side. <laughs> Might have been higher resolution or something to it. Or you're just you're building New York. You know, yeah. lots of buildings. <laughs> I want to say it came out of left field, but it actually came off the right side. <laughs> Stage right. Stage right. <laughs> well, very interesting things to talk about, Jesse. Really appreciate the it time. Wasn't, uh, it wasn't a bad conference. It's just that Sony is usually one of the best, if not the best. At E3, and this one just felt like, where were some of these games? And e- remember, E3 proper hasn't started yet, so we yeah. still have a week of stuff and things getting shown and announced. So just because something wasn't at this conference doesn't mean it's not going to be at E3. Oh, in terms no, of the square I'm, stuff. Like, I'm not, so 
I'm not saying that there's going to be any lack of game. I'm just saying, like, this was, like, the time to show off a whole lot of stuff, and they showed off a little less than I was expecting. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I totally understand. And, like, I, mm-hmm. I, I miss these games. I want to see where they are. But they sometimes need to go away for a while just to work on them. And, it's it, granted, it's been a very good E3 so mm-hmm. far as far as conferences go. So it's, it's a yeah, high bar. Overall, this has probably been one of the best E3s I can think of. Yeah. Well, hopefully Nintendo can close it out tomorrow. Hopefully we get to talk to you then. And uh, hope you have a great rest of the E3. Yep, I'll see you tomorrow to talk about F-Zero. All right. (laughs) Well, fingers crossed. We got to hope. Please. Joining us from Georgia, Matthias, welcome to the Power Switch. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, doing quite well. Uh, Curious on your thoughts on today's Sony conference, or E3 2017. Well, I kind of had the... um super opinion where I actually enjoyed it a lot more than well the most kind of Mm. because it entertained me even I don't know why it entertained me but I was more entertained than any of the other conferences do you think it was the uh, the the pacing in particular like the structure were the games more appealing to you like what what really stood out there yeah it was probably the pacing the music at the beginning was very interesting I'm a music buff like you are, so I also so that was pretty interesting. And yeah, I, I think they got to keep doing that. Keep as long as Sony's doing a live show, like keep yeah. bringing that in. That's that's it's excellent. a nice little touch. It sets them apart. I mean, I don't have any PlayStation consoles, so I didn't really interest me any of the games. Really, it was just kind of watching it to see what's new and kind of all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some value in that. I, you know, just to to see like where the game industry is right. in certain landscapes. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of where, like what these are all about. And you, you see different conferences. You know, granted some of these publishers where they reach across multiple uh, right. platforms, but it's like showing their games and how they can best represent that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's been a while since I've had to do that. You know, I've had you know, different consoles for mm-hmm. many years, but I remember. Like back in my college days, like I didn't have a PlayStation Three, but I was you know, still interested to see what Sony had to offer. And then right. that was that was the year of what? Yeah, two thousand nine was the last Guardian. It's like, oh, that looks so cool. And then it's years until that actually comes out. But not. I think that that's really interesting. Uh, you know, just from that kind of outsider perspective for a console, I think it's it's valuable to kind of see, you know, where everyone is kind of staking their claim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably. Undertale was the most interesting thing announcement to me yeah. because even though I don't have PlayStation, I think my friend said that he was gonna play Undertale if it was added to PlayStation. That's such a wild announcement. Like I'm, I'm still giddy over that. I can't. I'm. I really am excited. I'm, so I'm like big into Twitter and like following the game news and mm-hmm. all that. And this week is is killing me in a sense where like I'm I'm doing podcasting, I'm watching E3 stuff, I'm editing, and like my Twitter's just getting backed up and all that. And I wish I could see these live reactions because Undertale was one where like I I want to see the internet take off and blow up from that because that's such a, a big announcement, uh, you know, from PC to console and a handheld. I I can't believe the beat of it. Yeah, it's, that's that wild. Was- that was impressive. Yeah, definitely. And also, you said you um had played it but hadn't gotten very far. How far did you get? I'm just curious. Oh, um, see, my wife is a huge Undertale fan, so I, I've watched pacifist runs. I've watched genocide runs. So like, I I know what happens, but I'm bad at bullet hell. So yeah. as far as I got, I got to Snowden Town the first time. I mean, it's it's not too far at all. There's still plenty more to go, but. Like at least I got past like the tutorial stuff. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm not too great myself, but I was able to get better and to. Be yeah, and it, it's it's fascinating to watch things like you know the, you know, like the Sands mm-hmm. fight and Undyne and all that. Like that's that's always so interesting. And just yeah, watching so it at least. Sands on, yeah. Well, Matthias, really appreciate the time. We're moving through callers here. You know, yep. thank you so much for calling in. Yeah. You've been you've been chiming in that mm-hmm. you've uh, you've watched our Dashing Nerds coverage yeah. over for Scott, and like that's that's awesome. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, you have a great rest of the E3. We'll talk soon. You have a good one. And joining us from Alberta, Canada, Annika, welcome back to the Power Switch. Thanks for letting me back on. Oh, of course. Now, by all means, please, love having you on. So what would you like to talk about regarding Sony today? 
Um, I'm mainly piggybacking off what Matt and Jesse were talking about, how there were certain parts of this conference that were lacking and disappointing. Mm -hmm. I think Jesse was right about this being a solid E3 compared to some of the past ones, and that does frame things differently. I, I don't think anyone can say this is going to be, or is so far, a bad E3, but because that bar is set higher than average, everything mm -hmm. else is going to look better or worse in comparison. And with Sony, I was really looking forward to Sony because in past years, when I can remember, they've had pretty good, solid conferences. But I was kind of disappointed this year. Mm -hmm. um, I think you kind of set I, yourself up with that when, when they call their own shows the Year of Dreams and the Year oh, of Dreams yeah. 2. And it's like, there can only be so many dreams. They I have mean, to wake up at some point yeah. <laughs> and do some work. And then later yeah. on, they'll go back to sleep and dream some more, but I'm, they need some... I mean, granted, there's a game called Dreams that mm -hmm. we... There's there's a milk carton yeah, box. That, I'll tell you what, Jesse, that is a milk carton box, Dreams, from mm -hmm. Media Molecule. It's it's the weird one that had the Coca-Cola polar bear sliding and you, like, down paint games. the fluff. But um, that would have been a year of Dreams sort of announcement. But, you know, we didn't get that. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people have high expectations for Sony because they have had strong conferences in the past. Like I remember watching in 2013 when Sony basically destroyed Microsoft. Oh gosh, yeah. And so yeah. since then it's kind of been, once Microsoft has their conference, I think a lot of people think, okay, well now how is Sony going to respond or how are they gonna mm -hmm. kind of respond in a different way? Um, and I, I, I assume this would be a 90 minute conference as well because in the past the console company conferences are the longer ones, but. I understand wanting to have a shorter conference, especially if you don't have things to fill it with. Um, but I agree with what Matt was saying, that I didn't like the trailer after trailer after trailer format. Mm, okay. Um, I, I didn't like that there was only a person on stage twice. Um, I think that on stage talking helps divide the conference into coherent sections. And without it, it didn't really feel like there was a coherent flow to the conference. It was kind of just, here's all the games we're announcing in, in list format. I think as long as like live demonstrations and talking on stage don't last too long, I think it's beneficial to have in a conference to break it up. It's a good way to switch direction and kind of keep things new and fresh. Whereas if you're just sitting watching all these trailers, it's kind of just, you feel like you're watching the same thing. Yeah, and I think it would have solved the the duration problem because yeah, when you get people talking on stage, it's going to extend the length of the mm -hmm. conference. So maybe that would adding something like that to kind of break up the uh, the flow a little bit. I mean, maybe that would mm -hmm. have you know push it to something like an hour and a half, which we would expect from as you said, you know these these console manufacturers mm -hmm. who have all these connections, all these these third party mm -hmm. relationships that they can pull from you know any direction. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to see people excited and passionate about the games and the one guy he was kind of excited about it but i don't know i feel like in other conferences with um, either developers or just other people involved in these games or looking forward to the games that helps hype up a conference and get other people excited for it as well yeah. when you just have mm -hmm. a string of trailers there's no one to get excited for it other than you know the audience cheers yeah, that's a fair point that you don't get much time to kind of, in a way, bask in the glow of the hype that the trailer brought because yeah. it's it's on to the next one and you're always already trying to guess like what's what's next. That that's a fair criticism. I think it's it's a good debate to kind of see like you know which which do you like and you know which company mm -hmm. can kind of strike the right balance. And I think in a way, like maybe that's where Microsoft succeeded yesterday because they definitely had periods of mm -hmm. trailer, 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 but then they had times like it was, you know, the Assassin's Creed and right. and uh, Shadow of War where it's, okay, demo, you know, kind of talked it out a little bit. Uh -huh. uh, so maybe that's where they, they did well and it kind of showed with the duration of that conference. Um, yeah, very, very interesting points. I, that's it's really great to think about. Mm -hmm. So I generally think the conference either needs to be longer or just better paced, whether there were some sections shorter than others or more talking and on-stage demonstrations. Like, that didn't seem like it was necessary to sit in an arena and watch. Right. But, like, other, other conferences 
kind of, even if you're watching on a live stream, you still get what they're trying to do to make it a in-house experience for people. Um, something I personally also didn't like is that um, I think a lot of time was dedicated to VR games in relation to how many people actually have VR systems and are yeah. interested in VR. Um, I, you know, I guess they're trying to get people more interested in VR and more hype, and if there's games people want to play, more people will get it. But right now, I think it was just... I, I kept looking to the bottom left of the screen and being, <laughs> oh, we're still in VR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially for some of those platforming games. It just crossed... it was only about 10 minutes, though. I don't think it was all that long. But, you know, when you say 10 minutes, that's a sixth of the, of the conference. Yeah, exactly. So it's one sixth of the conference. Uh, so, like, it, it could have been maybe better used, uh, you know, time elsewhere. Uh, you know, it just passed 1 million units, PlayStation VR. Now, granted, that's that's doing well for their expectations. They've had supply shortage issues, and they mm. they realize that it it's it's mm. very early on. And they they say it's like it's like a PlayStation One as far as you know first step as far as you know new hardware is concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right, you know for for some of those games, and it's like I don't want to say like is that the best you can do because it's so early in VR. Mm-hmm. But you know I, I was I, I was interested in a couple of them. Maybe mm-hmm. like the uh, the inpatient probably seemed like the most interesting one mm-hmm. uh, just you know, on its own, but. Like you said, when you're looking at something like Bravo Team, and it's like, okay, you got to mm-hmm. do more FPS games just because you got to keep selling that peripheral. And, and you're right. Like I, I kept looking at the bottom of that screen. It's like, how, and how would this work in VR when it's just platforming? Mm. Yeah, and I think because of the pacing, where it was just a string of games followed one after another that kind of flowed into each other. It felt like there weren't a lot of games they were talking about, but when you like kind of list them out, there was a decent number. Um, right. But I think it's because a lot of them had longer trailers and extended views and gameplay. But because of that, one after the another, it's, you didn't really get a oh, this is one block, one game. This is another game. It was kind of like here's a block of maybe that was three or maybe that was four games, whatever. Um, Almost like an extended but, montage in a way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And and also, they weren't all new games. They were they were things we knew of before from last E3 or from announcements, whenever. So sure. that right. also kind of makes it seem like there weren't a lot because we knew about a lot of them already. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. it's a really really fascinating talking points. It's you know could probably go on for hours about you know the minutia of of E3 presentations, and it's. I like how the different conferences have kind of brought different mm-hmm. things to perspective. Now, tomorrow with Nintendo, uh, we're going to see ultra short, 25 minutes, pre-recorded, and right. rapid fire. So right. I, I wonder if, if the same sort of logic is going to carry over. Now, granted, they'll have their treehouse mm-hmm. after where they'll have those extended looks, but uh, it's it's going to provide an interesting comparison point. So, Annika, thank you so much for bringing yes. all this up. A great insight. Really, really appreciate it. Anything you'd like to plug in particular? Not really. I'm, I'm a busy adult working that nine to five, so mm-hmm. got no room for anything else. I really want to play Night in the Woods. I I, I, oh, I remember I your recommendation, and uh, you just beat just it recently, right? Yeah, I just finished it yesterday, last night, and it was it was really good. So good to hear. Good to hear. Well, have to check that one out soon. Everyone else should. I guess it's yeah. looking like one of those you know best indie games of the year. Hmm. So. We'll have to check it out for sure. Annika, thanks so much for your time. Have a great rest of your E3. You as well. All right, Scott. Day three of E3 yeah. press conferences down. It's a long one. I know. Not as long as we, yeah, 24 hours ago we were still waiting for Bethesda. Oh, my God. I, to start. I, I dread to think. Uh, but, no, it, it does it for the, the Sony episode. Yeah. It's a bit of a longer one compared yeah. to our other E3 episodes, but lots of great conversation, guys. Thank Very you much so much. So. That was Very much so. fantastic. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> real talk, real talk. We'll see what happens with Nintendo tomorrow. I, again, I'm, I'm really interested to see, you know, how do they back up the Switch? Like, in, It may be the same issue with Bethesda when they said the spotlight's on 2017 games, but if you don't show anything for 2018, I think you're making a big mistake. You gotta, you I almost sell feel like a lot of them are going to be 2018, and there's going to be a lot less 2017. You mean like uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is going to be 2018? <laughs> yeah, I don't believe for a second that they're actually going to stick that 2017. I think I saw day. some sort of rumor that talked about like a February 3rd release date slippage. So 
maybe we'll see. And then they were that same one was also saying like November seventeen for uh, Super Mario Odyssey. That makes a lot of sense. Like that's yeah. that's right before. And anyway, we could talk all about yeah, that for Nintendo tomorrow. Nintendo. And when we'll go before uh, ten minutes yep. before we'll go at a yeah facebook.com slash dashing nerds. We'll be live. 10 minutes before giving you our thoughts on what we hope to see, followed by when the conference starts. We'll be live streaming the conference itself, along with our live, beautiful reactions. Um, and then afterwards, we'll be going and doing uh, the power switch. So, where sure. are we going right after the conference? I, I want to say, we'll, say we'll go right after the spotlight. Uh, we'll probably have our chat over at rhymesofasia.com slash call. Probably have someone, I'm sure, will have the, the treehouse going. I'll probably have my, the treehouse in this, and then I'll just randomly spot off. Oh, my gosh! That, too. I mean, it could be could be exciting to have live news breaking there. They're talking maybe the first hour of that. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll have some news along with it as well. But I, I'm sure within that 25 minutes, mm-hmm. there'll be a lot to talk about, especially for the Nintendo fans that we have. So, until then, we'll, we'll call it a night. Yeah. Uh, for Scott White, I am Peter Spasia. Until next time, switch up, call in, game on.